You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay, brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. On today's podcast, it gives me great pleasure to welcome, for the first time, Jason McKenzie, one of our engineering team members. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, Elizabeth. It's a pleasure to be here. We're having a deep dive into AS3700. That's the Australian Standard 3700. Jason, let's kick off with what does this standard cover? Well, AS3700 is the main standard that all engineers really use for masonry design. Mm -hmm. So anything from your concrete walls or even clay brick walls. And so it basically just covers the minimum requirements for the design and construction of masonry walls and masonry in general. All right, Jason. So let's get started. And we receive around 800 technical inquiries a year, and most of them are based on the interpretation of standards and in particular the AS3700 standard. So let's start off with what does it actually cover? Yeah, so AS3700 is the main standard that engineers use for all masonry design. So that ranges from the design and construction of masonry walls for both new and existing structures. And it's clay brick and concrete masonry. Yeah, so it covers both clay bricks. So what standard that the clay bricks or concrete bricks need to be made to and also concrete as well. All right. And then so then when we look at section two, what area does that kind of outline? Yeah, so section two of AS3700 really just goes on about the necessary structural requirements for unreinforced, reinforced, and pre-stressed masonry. And that really summarizes the whole standard of what we're going to cover. So that ranges from durability, fire resistance, design, and also earthquake loading. And strength and stability and all of those things. Yes. All right. Then then we go from we've got the scope, we've got requirements for the design. Now, what does Section 3 look at? So Section 3 covers design properties. Mm -hmm. So that ranges from design properties for masonry and also all its related components. So that ranges from like the materials, the connectors, the reinforcement, the pre-stressing tendons, the wall ties that you see between cavities and also the grout. So Grout's important. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So we've got the design properties and now we're moving into Section 4. What does that cover? So section four covers the general design aspects. Mm-hmm. So this covers the just the general overview of moisture penetration, how joints should be laid, the types of bonding that you can have within your masonry courses, the wall ties that you can have between walls, how you can redesign lintels and or shelf angles, and also corbling, which architects love to do in their designs. Section four really does also cover that interaction between masonry and slabs. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. All right, so now we've got Section five, and this is one we get asked about a lot because it covers durability. Yeah, so section five is, again, like you said, designed for durability. And yeah, so homeowners are often asked a lot of questions about this because often their, their homes can be spec the incorrect bricks. And often this is because depending on their location, in Australia, they may be exposed to different exposure environments. So one often design requirement that's necessary is how close you are to the coast. Yes. So often homes that are close to the coast can get a lot of salt attack due to the seawater surrounding them. And what they actually require is a stronger mortar as well as a stronger brick. So there's actually three types of a grade of brick. So there's general purpose, 
there's exposure grade, and then there's protected bricks. And often when you're close to the water, you need exposure grade bricks. And I think we've got a whole podcast on that. So oh, we do. yes, oh, yeah. So all right, that's designed for durability. Then another hot topic, pardon the pun, what does section six cover? Yes, the so section six is a design for fire resistance. And again, being in Australia, uh, with the crazy bushfires, this is an important section that's often revisited by engineers a lot of the time. And basically, this covers the effects of fire on a masonry wall. And it also gives methods of determining fire resistance levels for structural adequacy, integrity, and insulation. So this ensures that steel reinforcement in masonry is protected and also recesses for services. So. And I know, Jason, we get a lot of inquiries around how do you calculate the fire resistance level for a building? And we've got some great tables on that. But also, I know that the team is always here to help out on that. Yes, that's right. All right, so we've designed for durability, fire resistance, and now what does Section 7 cover? Yep, so Section 7, much like Section 8 and 9, they cover the the structural design for masonry walls. So for Section 7, it covers the structural design for unreinforced masonry, and this has the required calculations for strength and serviceability states for unreinforced masonry, which covers compression, bending, shear, But it also goes into how you should design a cavity wall as well as veneer and single leaf walls as well. So that's section seven. Then section eight looks at reinforced masonry, as you just alluded to. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So section eight is very similar to section seven, but it counts for all the related engineering design requirements for reinforced masonry. And that contributes to the extra grout that you put within the the concrete block cores, which increased compression. And that has different equations from section seven. Now, when we talk about the next session, we talk about pre-stressed masonry. What does that actually mean? Yes, so pre-stressed masonry is a different design of concrete masonry. So often concrete is laid with enforcement already prepared and then concrete is poured onto it. Yep. And then the reinforcement is stressed afterwards. Whereas pre-stressed concrete, the reinforcement is first stressed. So that just means it's stretched and tied to, to really high stresses. And then once the concrete is laid, cured and strengthened, and then those reinforcements are released. So then the reinforcement actually compresses onto itself. So it's like a string that tries to, that holds the whole wall together. All right. Then just, I guess, dovetailing into this, we look at designing for earthquake actions. And although we don't experience that many earthquakes in Australia, we experience enough. So Jason, what does this cover? Yes. So section 10, like you said, covers design for earthquake actions. Although Australia doesn't experience that many there are actually a lot of miniature earthquakes that tremors yeah yeah, that um, houses all over australia experience so it's very important that earthquake actions are also considered in masonry structures and then the next section covers materials yes so section 11 covers the requirements for materials that go into a masonry construction and this covers damp proof courses flashings grout mortar reinforcement and, and also masonry of course And then the final section looks at, obviously, construction. But what does that sort of mean with regards to standards? Yeah, so Australia Standards adds this Section 12, which sets a minimum standard for construction, just to give homeowners and builders builders a responsibility, but also homeowners some assurance as well. So the Section 12 covers how masonry construction should look when it's in its finished state. And that includes the workmanship, the site control, the additional construction and testing requirements for special masonry as well as cleaning, which is an important one. Yes, and we get a lot of inquiries around that. Yes. Okay, so Jason, let me see if I can summarise this. I'm going to sort of divide it into the sections. I think 
for the first section of AS 3700, we're really looking at the scope of what it covers, which we said is masonry. What are the requirements for the design? Does it need lateral support, serviceability, strength and, and the stability? What are the sort of design properties that are required? So there we look at wall ties and accessory, the grout, some of the reinforcement, and the general design aspects, which look at moisture penetration, joints, bondings, corbelling, all of those control joints and interaction between masonry and slabs. The standard then goes into designing for specific areas around durability, which looks at mortar and grout, fire resistance, which obviously looks at the effects of fire and the fire resistance levels. And then we look at unreinforced, reinforced and pre-stressed masonry and what we need to, I guess, look at for all of those different types of masonry that can be constructed. Section 10, designing for earthquake actions, and then 11 and 12 really cover materials and construction. Jason, have I summarised that? Yes, yeah, that was a perfect summary. And our technical team here at Thinkbrook Australia is always happy to help. So feel free to give us a call on that on And that line. what would you say would be one of the, the easiest questions you could answer off, off the bat now? What would you say would be one of the most popular questions that would be asked about the masonry standards? So about the masonry standards, uh, the biggest inquiry that we really get is for durability. Yes. So one thing I would say is you, it's really important to have a weatherproof home and really prevent that water ingress. So section five would be a very good go-to to have a look at if you're having trouble with that. And yeah. Excellent. And as I mentioned before, we do get a lot of calls around fire resistance levels and those tables. We do. And we're here to help with all of that as well. Yes. Jason, you did a wonderful job on your first time on the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. And as you know, and as you've mentioned, we have all of the team here ready to help. But where else can we find some more information? Uh, yes. Yeah, so you can look at it on our Think Brick website. We have a lot of fact sheets, manuals, and also research papers for bricks. So, yeah. And they're all complimentary, and we'll put all those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for that deep dive into Australian Standards 3700. Thank you for having me, Elizabeth. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate, and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.